You're listening to Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast where we discuss our favourite tweets and trends from the week. Whether they're social, political or from the world of sports, we love the unpredictable mess that is Twitter. Enjoy the intro music. Welcome to Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast where we talk tweets, Twitter, and the ridiculousness of the Twitterverse. He says it like that, doesn't he, Cormac? That's not Fergal. That's, uh... <laughs> That's the way he says it, though, isn't it? It does, yeah. It's something along the way. It's really, it's I, really... I don't ever listening to it. Kind of annoys me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's saying it. It's so, he's so smug about it. They kind of like you can let this, you can you can pull this in by the way. Don't mind. It's the way like he kind of raises his voice like a little bit at the end. Mm. Yeah, you know the way you know the way he does that. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, for those of you who don't know, our general host Fargal is not with us today. Um, nothing bad has happened to him, unless you consider <laughs> unless you consider marriage <laughs> yeah. and getting married a bad thing. Yeah, I uh, I was actually. Like writing out uh, some jokes about this kind of last night, and uh, I, I was just gonna really rip the piss out of him for about five or ten minutes, kind of like you know, oh ho ho, like he's got married to an actual real person, you know. But like then I kind of then I kind of thought, well actually, uh, he got married yesterday, and here we are <laughs> on a Friday night <laughs> to record the podcast. So I guess he's had the last laugh for that's concerned uh, yeah yeah and, and uh, it's kind of depressed in, in, yeah. a, in a way you know. and, and we're both singletons also <laughs> yeah like I get, if you want to overlay this with hello darkness my old friend that's kind of what's all right really. yeah that's okay how are you otherwise anyway it's, it's, it's just really Cormac and Sean unhinged this week which is nice yeah we couldn't I don't think we asked anyone else did we no no, no no um I'm, I'm okay uh busy enough week with work and uh, I don't think I sent you any pictures of my sexy light switches for for no. the house. You were talking about them though. Yeah, so some some of them arrived, so that's kind of it. And I tomorrow I'm painting ceilings. So yeah, ceilings Again, the co- the coving or the actual ceiling part. Ceiling. Right, the coving's yeah. very annoying. I hate that bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any coping yet, but I do plan on, on getting it. It's one way to get the ceilings done. Uh, so what are we talking about this week, Cormac? Well, I'm talking, like it seems like every week I'm talking about um, Stephen Donnelly, the Irish health minister. But Egghead. It's, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's not like a fallback, you know, like if I've nothing to talk about, what has Stephen Donnelly done? But he just, you know, usually by the, the end of the week, he's said something relatively stupid yeah uh, that trends on on twitter in fact what we will actually be talking about is the fact that he wanted to know why he wasn't trending on twitter more so (laughs) 
and that's that's also true. Um, what, what, what about you? I was going to look at a case that happened a couple of weeks ago in in America in Teen Fog about their editor in chief got a new job, but she got fired. Well, she resigned over some tweets that she had uh, in her past. Did you hear about that one? No. Oh. Uh, I, d- I don't think that I did actually. No. So I'll be I'll be all I'll be all ears. But I hope this isn't going to be like that father thing. Father Ted thing where you score and setting old scores for 40 minutes. <laughs> I know I won't. It'll be, it'll be quite brief and you might learn something. Um, yeah, I, I, don't want, I, I don't want it to be like the old cleric speech. No, it won't. It won't be It won't be my Star Wars The Last Jedi speech. No. No, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't expose you to that while you're on your own with me. Um, I, I suppose we'll touch on some other things as well. Uh, so we'll get into it. So let's... Let's dive in, because that's what Fargo would say. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, okay, cool, guys. Cool, let's dive in. Um, and then, he, then, then when people don't realise he, he counts us down, you know. He does, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, we'll start off with a good old egghead, uh, Cormac. Yeah, like he's trending a couple of times this this week, but I mean, I'll give kind of, I'll give kind of, uh, would it be chronological? So it would be chronological, wouldn't it? Timeline of 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 him trending. It first started on on Monday. <laughs> it became apparent uh, that apparently, and it's not even apparently. He actually sort of confirmed this in a not so confirming way on prime time last night he didn't directly admit that he did say this but he didn't deny this he'd, he'd asked about it either so so a story came out on monday the irish times uh, you know stephen donnelly had queried why his department tweets don't mention him more so uh, for people who don't know what i'm sure plenty of people are stephen donnelly is the health minister in the country so at the moment with COVID, um, He'd be quite in the news, but fortunately, Sean, as you'll attest to, every time he's in the news, he tends to be very gaff prone. Uh, and a couple of people tweeted out just dismay that this would be happening. So I'll just I'll give you some of the tweets first, and then Sean, you can give me your you no know, your reaction as to what, okay. what you thought about this. So so Tony Pod Guy Grove, who runs a lot of uh, podcasts, actually. On, on Twitter, he, he's part of that Tortoise Shack and Reboot Republic. Uh, he said, "So, so, some people need to tell Stephen Donnelly that there's good news today. One is that he's trending on Twitter, but let me tell him that there's also the bad news that he's trending on Twitter." So <laughs> that was kind of getting to the point that there's never, you know, it's never so. He's never trending for something good, uh, Stephen Donnelly. His, his most famous one would have been the trampolines are in, you know inherently dangerous. I love that uh, one. Thing. So his ex-party, the Social Democrats, tweeted out, uh, you know, last month while Ireland was in grip of, of the third wave of the pandemic and cases and deaths were surging, what was high on at Stephen Donnelly's list of priorities? The number of times his name appeared on the Department of Health's Twitter feed, he even commissioned an analysis. So he commissioned you know, in, in interdepartment analysis on how many times his name was mentioned and why it was mentioned. Was it, were, the, were the positive tweets, as in him putting out vaccine figures or whatever it might be? 
or was it you know bad tweets as in people you know atting him or tagging him as, as you would say uh now sorry with this analysis cormac would this analysis cost cost the department money <laughs> or would it just cost well, time and resources i i really say more so a case of time and, and resources right to be to be quite honest with you but still uh, like I'm sure the Department of Health at the moment is much busier, say, than, oh, let's see, the Department of Transport. So, I mean, the point I'm making is I think people in the Department of Health have better things to be doing right now in the middle of a pandemic than drawing up pie charts. As how many times his name was mentioned, good tweets, bad tweets, you know, that sort of thing. Irish History Podcast, which I listen to pretty much every week. And I've all, I found it surprising from them. They're not surprising in a bad way. But they, they rarely, despite the fact that they're a history podcast, they rarely kind of weigh in on... They're, they're not biased, basically. They just kind of do their history podcast and it's an unbiased kind of podcast. Um, yeah. But like, but, they come out and were like... Oh, and and they, they were kind of... They kind of came straight out with it. They just said... Our political leaders are of such a poor caliber. This man is supposedly leading the Department of Health during the worst days of this wave, and all he was worried about is mentions on Twitter. So, I mean, Sean, would you have, you know, similar, a similar opinion on, on that, yeah. or what way would you be looking at it? Oh, it's mental that he is actually. It reminds me a bit of Trump and. You know, he was giving out the checks for uh, during the pandemic, oh, the checks, and he had to, he had to, he wanted them to be delayed because he wanted his name on them. Uh, it's sort of similar that <laughs> he wants accredited with the good, the good tweets that go out there. Is is he is he being named on them, and whether all the tweets are, are negative? It's the same type of mindset. But I do wonder: is this a general thing with uh, the Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael government? Because they seem to be putting a lot of, it's not the first time they've been putting a lot of effort into finding out what people say about them on Twitter. Uh, they, there was, wasn't there something a while ago about them hiring some, uh, people to see what people were saying on Twitter and to and, and, like analyze what, I think Blind, Blind Boy Book Club was going on, that his Twitter feed was being analyzed by the government. Uh, yeah find out what people are saying but they pump an awful lot of resources into it to hire out a lot of sort of media spin people to find out uh you know to how to how to spin things there was back in the case with norma foley when she was going on, on about the leaving cert wasn't the thing that she hired a media company or a hr company or sorry a pr company to uh spin how it was going to come out about the the grades there was a, a failing a failing in the the grading system so yeah. they, they care an awful lot about their p pr rather than what's actually going on and um, so i i think something that's not just with stephen donnelly but with the whole <laughs> shebang when when leo Varadkar, i know he's obviously on the phone but when leo Varadkar was t-shirt there was a special communications department um <laughs> set up and cost an awful lot of money and it was basically just to um you know, it was for good good publicity, but to, to add just two two kind of side stories that became intertwined with this story that popped up on Twitter during the week was it, it, 
and you kind of half touched on on something there was that while he was commissioning reports about tweets about him and why he was why he wasn't being mentioned more in tweets from from the department, the government was also trying to introduce a bill that would stop um, other political parties having their social media media managed abroad for some strange reason. Right. Um, a couple couple of parties include Sinn Féin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. Have their uh, social media managed some some parts that are, are, are managed abroad. And apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently this is not an uncommon thing. But uh, somehow, uh, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael found out about this last week and um, have now tried to introduce a law that would mean that, you know, that can't be done, can't be managed abroad now it's obviously got something to do with with money but it was just a lot of people were pointing out the irony of, of one uh, minister being extremely worried about tweets not mentioning them while they were also very worried about other parties having their social media managed uh, by by people in another country uh, and then he was unfortunately to round off the the bad week for Stephen Donnelly he was on prime time last night <laughs> and, uh, I didn't see it he was asked a couple of questions, of course, as you can imagine. But my favourite one was when he was asked a very straight question. And the interviewer just basically asked him, uh, Minister, is it right to tell people to get to the back of the queue, get to the back of the queue, if they say they don't want AstraZeneca? Now, Stephen Donnelly's response to this as the health minister was, I don't understand the question. Uh, that didn't go down well. Twitter because the interviewer had asked him the same question three times and each time he said he didn't understand the question. <laughs> I didn't think and a lot of other people didn't think that what he was being asked was was too difficult. Uh, he proceeded to answer a completely different question as and as you can imagine uh, that didn't go down too well either. But essentially what was being asked was a lot of people were concerned so as you know you know, these reports about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Is it safe? Is it not safe? Personally, I'd take it tomorrow if it's offered to me. Yeah. But, um, Give it to me. Basically, basically, something leaked during the week that said, like, if you said no to the AstraZeneca vaccine, regardless if you're in the age group that was being currently vaccinated or not, you would be going to the very last of the, of the, of the line, in, you know, at the very end, to like a mop-up session. Didn't <laughs> 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 catch it. So, his appearances did not turn out too well from from during the week, and uh, look, I, I don't really know what else we could say about him at this at this stage. That hasn't already been said. Been said. He really seems out of his depth. Um, I really dislike him. Also, um, out of all the politicians, I just can't stick him. I don't know what it's it worth, is. It's worth remembering, and I'm 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 not, you know, for or against any one party, and. I, I think our voting system is one of the better ones in the world, but it is worth remembering that he was elected on the fifteenth and final count in his constituency. Yeah, it is. It, it was, that is a, a disgrace as well. But it's, yeah, and he he barely reached the quota uh, that was needed, and was then subsequently handed the most important uh, ministry after Taoiseach in middle of a pandemic. So, you know, not exactly. Uh, not exactly expecting great things from him, to be quite honest. Do you think that was his, bit, his biggest failure so far this week on the prime time interview? Yeah, but like, there's still t- there's still tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. So 
there's time there's time yet for him to to make a mess. I, I think there was a lot of people already complaining this morning and I, I don't know if he's responsible for this, but unfortunately he's the Minister for Health, so he can't escape it. There was a lot of confusion this morning about the new system that the Department of Health had in place for registering for the vaccine. Uh, yesterday the Taoiseach said people from 65 to 69 years of age were to register online. This is the they, new portal system, isn't it? Yeah, on the new portal system, but the Department of Health was saying it was only people aged 69. It subsequently, to my knowledge, crashed this morning um, because they couldn't handle the volume of people that were trying, were to, trying log to log on. His other spectacular failing this week has been the inability of both himself and other members of the Cabinet to <coughs> address concerns around the mandatory hotel quarantine. Um, Debacle, let's say. <laughs> yes, we used the word debacle again this week. <laughs> yeah, there's five cases currently in, in court uh, already uh, against the sanitary hotel quarantine system, and the EU are, are now starting to ask questions because they think it could be it could be against the um, EU law. Uh, so we might be we might be we might be in trouble in some sense. Some sense for it. Yeah. Yeah, so look, as I said, before we move on to your your areas, uh, it, there's still tonight, tomorrow and Sunday for, for something else to go wrong. He also didn't come off too well this week either when it became apparent that uh, a huge fence that he'd previously not got planning permission for was erected outside of his home because he made a complaint to Gardy about his safety. <laughs> and, uh, uh, his uh, his neighbours are not too happy. They're they're planning to take him to court over the security fence that's up outside his oh, home. Oh, brilliant! All yeah. I think about is that Simpsons meme of uh, you you sent me and it's Homer Simpson going, "You better run, egg." Yeah, <laughs> like I remember posting something up a while ago on Twitter, and, and I'm not saying it, I'm not just saying it got an awful lot of likes, but it did. As in, he it reminds me of like you know. Stephen Donnelly being the health minister reminds me of the plot for like a bad US sitcom. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, Stephen Donnelly just wandered into a room. Now he's health minister. You know, it's kind of like, and it's like he's stumbling from mess to mess each week. But like at the end, you know, uh, he's just trying to, you know, just trying to make the world a better place kind of thing. You know, and it's like, it's like canned laughter all around. You know, that kind of, like, it just reminds me of something like that. Oh, that seems mad. Um, that would be a good sitcom to watch, I think. I, I, yeah, well, I certainly wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to watch it. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be, who's the guy that makes Big Bang here? That's who'd make that. It would, yeah. I can't, Chuck Lore, is it? Yeah. yeah God, I'd be great Fergal, on a table, please. Fergal is screaming at the... At his at his phone right now, but the idea of us not knowing who makes that show. I'm pretty sure it's <coughs> Chuck Lore. I think he'd be happy with me. He'd be like, "Well done, Sean. You you got it right." Call yeah. me Chuck Lore. But look, that's me, uh, Sean. What would you like to? Well, since Fergal's not here this week, I'm going to talk about cancel culture. <laughs> actually, no. It, it's actually a really interesting story in America. It actually happened about three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. And I actually missed it. And it's been in the papers a good bit, but I just thought I'd cover it because maybe our listeners 
might be interested in it. And I do like talking about cancel culture. Uh, this was a case that happened in Teen Vogue in America. And this girl called Al- Alexi McCammond became their new editor-in-chief. Now, very quickly within her two-week tenure, her job became problematic, as they would say in America, because it was found back in 2019 that she had these racist, anti-Asian and homophobic tweets. So uh, an example of those tweets were, now Googling how not to wake up with a swollen Asian eyes, And then when she was talking about her teacher, she was only 17 at the time. Now these tweets were like from 10 years ago. This is what, this is what the bit that kind of bothers me about it. Um, Give give me a two out of 10 on my chem chemistry problem, cross out all all of my work and don't explain what I did wrong. Thanks a lot, stupid Asian. Then she had other stuff about like, that were considered homophobic when she called somebody you're gay. And then when she referred to, some I think it was some like baseball what did it call baseball referees? Umpires? Umpire like baseball umpire came out as gay and she tweeted, Why is this even newsworthy? And she was 17 at the time <laughs> and staff members from Teen Fogue started to publicly complain about her. And then two advertisers started to complain and then a chain of shops which were advertising with Teen Fogue pulled out from a seven-figure advertising campaign. So it came to be then that uh, she had to uh, put up a, a resignation letter, um, which was you know, a bit quick in her tenure. She said, I became a journalist to uplift up the stories and voices of our most vulnerable communities. As a young woman of colour, that's part of the reason I was so excited to lead the Team Fogue team in its next chapter. My past tweets have overshadowed the work I've done to highlight the people and issues that I care about, issues that Team Fogue has worked tirelessly to share with the world. And so Condé Nast, uh, which is the, I think it's the publication that owns Team Fogue, and I have decided to part ways. I should not have tweeted what I did, and I've taken full responsibility for that. I look at my work and growth in the years since and have redoubled my committed my commitment to growing in the years to come as both a person and as a professional. Now, the story doesn't end here because <laughs> so it became a case of double cancellation because one of the staffers who complained about her becoming editor-in-chief, it then came out that she also had tweets from her past that were problematic where she used the N-word on two occasions in 2009 and 2010 and then that came about that she was, people were pressuring her to lose her job and saying that she was, you know, a self-righteous hypocrite for asking asking your one Alexi McCammon to, to resign. Um, what do you make out of this? Like the, the bit that gets me is, you know, this, she was 17 when she made her tweets. She's now 27 and she's losing her job over this. Mm, you know my, st- I think you generally know my, my, my stance on this. What would it be? Uh, well, you know, I'm, <laughs> I see, I'm wary of you looking my right here because there's only two of us and it will turn into a, this episode, <laughs> a this episode will never get released. <laughs> I'm putting it that way. <laughs> but I, I, well, one, I think, you know, like, one, can I just say, 
don't, I'm not saying don't, don't say those things. Everybody knows don't say those things. But could you not have gone back and deleted yeah. uh, those tweets, knowing if she, when she was getting that job, oh God, I better make sure there's nothing on my yeah. Twitter that, that stands out here. My general opinion about this, I like, I, I am all for, uh, you know, the the swift justice <laughs> of, of of cancellation. I know that's probably going to go back to haunt me someday. I'll uh, I'll be going through your tweets and your Facebook now tonight and finding finding yeah, things from exactly. ten years ago. I kind of do have a habit of when that Facebook memories thing pops up, I'd be like, oh, I better delete that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess I'd be worried, like, that I'm gonna get cancelled at some point. But it's it's easy to get cancelled. Do I think the point that you're making? Do I think the point you're making is that she was very young? I, I think that's the point that you're, you're making. I'm making. I'm making you're 17 years old. I think you grow a lot between your 17 years old and your 27. Like I look back when I was 17, 18, dressing up as a cowboy. <laughs> Which is like I probably said and did a lot of things that I look at back now and go, what the, what the hell was I thinking? Like you, you're not seventeen or eighteen year olds did that anyway, Sean. <laughs> no, possibly not. So, no. Uh, you know, would you not agree? Like, would you not agree with that that you're a completely different person when you're seventeen and you don't you don't really know it? Like, and at that point as well, social media was a new thing where you wouldn't have exactly been thinking, if I treat this ten years time from now, I might lose my job. Like it wasn't the it wasn't a kind of it wasn't a thing back then. No, I'm 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 with you. But hey, yeah. I'd say I'd say I'd say we're different people now than we were a year ago with everything that's that's happened. So I'm probably less likely to say some things now than I was last last year. Yeah. But uh, like I certainly wasn't a you know it's just the flu. But like uh, when coronavirus did first appear over in Wuhan I was kind of, I, I was of kind of of the mind of, is this going to be any worse than a than a flu and then subsequently it turned out to be a lot worse than a flu, a flu. so so I, I, I didn't tweet anything like that at that time but I suppose I could have and now been sat looking back going oh god what, what an idiot like, yeah hindsight you know, like, is yeah so obviously she would she would claim that I think she was I think it was very I think she was too hasty to um, God, I don't mean retire. I mean resign. Resign. Unless you pushed. Yeah, I think know. I think the staffers in Team Fogged are very very PC, and I think they were just sort of flat out refused to work with her. Um, okay. I think that that one then that got cancelled. Well, the one that wanted her out, and then it came out that she had tweets from from oh nine oh ten. What do, what do you make of that full circle of cancel cancel? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have to be so careful. Can can you know, can the cancellor become the cancelled? Clearly, 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 they can. A, yeah, it's a weapon that can be welded against you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like you said that. Why didn't she, I was thinking that? Why didn't she delete her tweets? I, I suppose like you can hire people now. As reading, you can hire people now to go back through your whole Twitter and Facebook history and like amend it. Um, yeah, and some people in big jobs like could be interpreted in a certain way. It needs to go. Yeah, that can be pro- <laughs> yeah. problematic. <laughs> Which yeah, well, like, I am a public servant, as you know, uh, and like, I at times I do be like, oh God, should I tweet this? Should I, should I tweet that? You know, um, yeah. Not that I'm a high, I'm certain not a high profile public servant, but I'd be afraid of maybe 
in the future going for an interview or something and someone putting a tweet down in front of me. Yeah. You know, of me slating do you, uh, do you... Stephen Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you slated Stephen yeah. Donnelly and you're a public so, servant. You know, I, well, I could be going for an interview maybe in the future in the Department of Health and they throw down a lot of tweets about me, tweets from, from myself saying, you know, is this... Yeah. Is this your opinion of, of this department? You know, yeah. so you have to be careful. Uh, so yeah, it can come full circle. I still think that era was was pushed rather than designed. Yeah. Just read, read people, back what we have there. Yeah, when people kind of refuse to work with her, that's what I was reading. Was that like that's it's the common thing now for businesses is that the read your CV is how qualified you are for the job. And then your social media profile is your personality and how you fit in to our regime. And then I was talking to a friend and he was saying, you should have this right to separate your personal, like your, your real life with your digital life. And he was really, okay. he was really into it. He said, yeah, like it shouldn't be a case that, you know, you're working for Asda and, you know, you put up a Billy, Con- Billy Connolly DB or, Billy Connolly video about religion and you get fired for your job for sharing a Billy Connolly video you should have your right to separate the two lives what would you say to that I'd, I'd be kind of interested in that idea set up a set up an account under a different name <laughs> you know, like a lot of places now will have uh, I remember years ago when I was working in, in, in pennies Primark to our UK listeners or actually even American listeners it would be Primark over in, in the US. Yeah. And I remember, not when I first started, but I remember being called into a meeting with all the rest of the staff um, after a couple of years to say that our, our contracts were, were, were changing, negotiations with the union, and the new contract would include uh, a social media policy. And uh, it was around what we really should and shouldn't be saying. Yeah. On, on social media so i think a lot of workplaces now actually have social media policies i don't know how that should reflect on your your private life yeah you know because i see people on twitter saying you know all all tweets are you know what what is it what's that saying all tweets are a reflection of my own thoughts not my employer so yeah whatever it might be all tweets are my own i don't know if that's a illegal way out of it yeah, but what 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 do I think of it? I think you've got to be, I, I I think you've got to be very very careful. Hmm. Do I think I, I'll, as as there should be sacking someone for a Billy Connolly tweet? No, probably not. Like, but <laughs> you know they will, they yeah. obviously will if, if they can. It's been said on Twitter a lot about it's not cancel culture, it's consequence culture. Like I kind of feel that's bullshit so, because when it, like. When you, you know, people go, oh, well, it's, you know, they'll face the right consequences. But when you actually ask the question, what is the correct punishment? The, the consequence is you just put that, you put that out there for a big pile on and there's no, there's no end in sight. It can either be very, you get like a bit of slagging on Twitter. You get some people piling onto you to the, to the extent you might lose your job. I think anybody can recognise you're a different person from when you're 17. But, but how do you know her, 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 her racism hasn't evolved? And she's, she's very aware of the fact that, 
with social media now being what it is, she can't express those opinions publicly, but she might still hold them privately. Yeah, I think the point the point was though that when they did come out in twenty nineteen, she actually did apologize and went on with stuff. I just don't, I can't yeah. understand why that would, why people can't move past that. Um, yeah, that's that's. What, just what if, what if she still holds those opinions privately? Though you've no way of knowing. So that she holds those think, things privately. Well, well, what, what do you, well, what do you, what would you want to do? Get inside somebody's head to find out whether they're racist or not? <laughs> well, this is what I mean. You, this is what I mean. You, you can't. So I think most employers will just say it's not worth the risk. We'll just get rid. It's very hard to prove that she does have these views still, and it's very hard to prove that she doesn't. So I just think they'll they'll hedge their bets and say we'll just get rid of her mm. or him. Yeah. When, when this happens, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just, I just think that's what, that's what happens. Maybe look, is this going to affect the profit, profit lines of this company? Yes. Okay. Right. Sorry, uh, Miss Editor, whatever her name was. Uh, we're just going to have to let you go. Yeah. So, I don't. I just feel companies should be letting that go, though. They should be, you know, or do they? Do they have to have all these stances the whole time to to make themselves look good? Because that's really what it is. Well, it's to make themselves look good, but behind the making themselves look good is the stance, is it going to cost us revenue? <laughs> yeah. And the answer would be yes. So we can frame it as in, this is not against, this, this, is, this is against our core values as a, as, a, as, a, as a company, a progressive company. But really what they're actually saying is this is against our core values of, of making money. So we're not taking the rest clear. We're just going to chopper. Chopper, she's goes. gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was the case of Alexi McCammond in my latest case of cancel culture. Well, it's funny you mentioned cancel culture because I know at this stage maybe Fergal you should come in, but I thought, considering he's not here this week, myself and yourself could have a more kind of f- fun look at the cancel culture. And okay. This is this is the case of caterpillar worms, which we nice. discussed <laughs> earlier on. <laughs> this is. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, um, Marks and Spencer's, it's, it's his, what, what, what would, they are a chain of, what would you call, are they supermarket chains, Sean? What, what, what would you? Marks and Spencer's. Enough market, They're enough kind of like middle class, chain. middle class kind of shopping yeah. delights, I'd call them. So, so they, they have launched a court case against, against Aldi uh, over, over their Caterpillar cake range. Um, uh, I think Marks and Spencer's one is called Colin Caterpillar, and Aldi's is Cuthbert <laughs> the Caterpillar. I think. Uh, this just came to light to me a couple of hours before we went on air. For people who don't know, like a Caterpillar cake in the last couple of maybe ten to fifteen years, it's just become like a a thing you get. Like the not everybody gets one their birthday, but like you know if. You generally see them floating by workplaces. And yeah, stuff like that. I got so, one before, and I, I for my birthday, and I loved like the little feet was kind of cho- co- like a coloured chocolate. It tasted like white chocolate, but it was like pink. It was lovely. Um, I think I just ate all the feet yeah. and left the cake to everybody else because it's just a, it's just a glorified Swiss roll. So the first I seen of it was when Aldi UK and then Aldi Ireland tweeted out, "This is not just any court case. This is." Hashtag free Cuthbert. So that was a play on the M&S phrase. This is not just any orange. This is an M&S orange. Or this is not just any biscuit. 
yeah. this is an M&S biscuit and they'd always be a sex, sexy ad with a slow-mo food food group being broken in half or something you know and yeah what's what's her name the 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 chef Nigella Lawson or something maybe doing a sexy voiceover or something like that you know in the background of the biscuit break and uh and then then the next tweet out from Maldi was um just Colin our lawyers so Colin is the name of the Marks and Spencer's one yeah Okay, so we start. You know, you can you can see where all this is starting to go. Um, then they tagged at Judge Rinder TV and said, "How's your diary looking?" Asking for a friend. Hashtag free Cuthbert for for anyone in, in the US. Judge Rinder is kind of like the UK equivalent of Judge Judy. Uh, I'm actually quite a big fan of Judge Rinder. Actually, it's quite good. I actually haven't it's, seen that. It's, it's kind of like midday, up to do TV goes. All right. It's not the worst. Um, then their next week after that was judge show us the evidence, us what evidence, and it's a freeze frame from Matilda with that kid eating all the chocolate cake in in Matilda, and again the free Cuthbert uh, hashtag. But it was starting to grow, and not to make a caterpillar joke here, it was starting to grow legs at this stage. And That's like the perfect pun. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people were, were jumping in, kind of going, and they made a point that you made before we came on air. Like, they've seen this different, they've seen this cake in different forms, like... All over the shop. Everywhere, everywhere. Like Tesco, Lidl, uh, you know, local chains, Super Value, maybe in the UK, maybe Montrose or Co-op or whatever. Like, this is... A lot of people ask me, like, how does how Marks Mark and Spencer claiming, you know... that? They're the first ones that did this. But Sean, you had said that you the first one you ever seen was in Marks and Spencer's. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's that was the original one when I was a kid. Yeah, the Colin Caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that one right, that was, didn't I? Yeah, it was Colin. But you seen it the first time you ever seen it was in England. Was it? Oh, it was in England. Yeah, when it was when it was, yeah. in, when it was over in. in visiting my grandparents in England yeah that would have been the cake to go to <laughs> so then uh, then they tweeted out it was quite all was quiet for a while and then they tweeted out marks and snitches more like <laughs> and then the last one was 28 minutes ago Kurt Burt has been found guilty of being delicious but they got some backup from the likes of Lidl who tweeted out um, our, our legal team is furiously searching stick insects that don't look like caterpillars on, on Google. So they're obviously trying to uh, get on, get in the action. But yeah, it's been a huge trend and it has kind of, it has kind of entertained people most, most of, most of the day. And I think most people need that kind of stuff on a Friday. But what I do wonder is, will they lose this court case now, Sean, because of this, these, these, um, these tweets. What do you think? What's the future for Cuthbert? Uh, now, who, do you, who will lose it? The uh, Marks and Spencers. I think Aldi could lose. Why do you think that? Well, only because you know there's they're being sued for it's obviously some sort of copyright issue yeah. or something like that, and. If if like I'm not saying Marcus Spencer is going to call you as their star witness, but <laughs> as you said, the first the first one you seen was years and years and years ago in England. Yeah. So obviously it's been around well, since before Aldi, unless Aldi in Germany. 
Hottest. Yeah. But why why did they make the exception with Aldi? Why didn't they take the others to court? Because they look the exact same. They all look, you know, the same idea. It could be something to do with um, Aldi is probably a very big competitor now of Marks and Spencer's in in the, in the UK. I had heard a rumor before, and I will not divulge my sources, Sean. Okay, I like I like it when I like <laughs> Mac rumors because they're like they're exciting. <laughs> I can't divulge my sources on this, but I heard the Aldi specially selected range comes from the same supplier as the M&S special range. So Ooh. that might just be something to bear in mind. So uh, the, the, the Colin Caterpillar cake would taste exactly like the Aldi cake? Exactly. Oh. Yes. So that... I have a feeling, I have a feeling it is the same cake. <laughs> I feel I feel that we've just done a, a whole big deep dive into Colin the Caterpillar yeah, no. Marks and Spencer's here I think we've uncovered something that I don't want to be you know found or not found but I don't want to go missing tomorrow or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know uh, what about you any other was it fun fun tweets fun, this week Sean fun tweet bits this week I had a I had a Sean's list uh, there's a a Twitter account that I recommend following. I'm not sure if you follow it. It's called at Fesshol. F-E-S-S-H-O-L-E. No, I definitely don't visit that one too It's nothing. It's nothing rude. It's basically these people fill out this form, right? And, you know, they make a confession and it's usually like a funny confession. So I put together this list of the best confessions that I've came across on at Fesshol. I recommend listeners to follow it because it, 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 you know, I looked at it once or twice and gave me a bit of a giggle. Um, so I'll give you my top five confessions on Ash Vessel. Um, at number four, Mexic back at university to get a free computer, promptly exchanged it for a nine bar of skunk and began a successful drug dealing career, which paid for my tuition. Had to keep up the charade of being dyslexic for a few years, which is harder than it sounds. God, I wonder when they got found out. I wonder how they got found out. Were they like busy the reading? Just came clean at the end, you know. Just came, just had to come clean. Yeah. Uh, at number four, I like this one. Wife caught me in bed staring at the lap- laptop with my hands hidden underneath the covers. I snapped the laptop shut immediately, too ashamed to admit I've got into cloud gaming and was hiding an Xbox controller underneath the sheet. Oh God, what's what's cloud gaming? I assume it's just I don't know playing games on your on your laptop, but you could use an Xbox. I, I again, actually don't know what it's about. Again, Fergal is sitting at home right now, rolling his eyes. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he, he yeah. What is cloud yeah. gaming? Oh, guys, how do you not know what oh, cloud guys. gaming is? Yeah, like oh, he'd make us he'd make us cut now and like he'd explain it to us, and then we'd come back and have to pretend we. We know what he's talking about. What it is. Yeah. At number three, my new team and manager at work are Spanish. She is lovely. But when in meetings she says focus, she pronounces it fuck yous. I engineer ways to get her to say focus in every meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, At number two, the, the second best confession I saw. Uh, in the last couple of weeks. Once walking through Tesco, I saw a guy I knew from somewhere. 
so said hello to him, not to be rude. Stood chatting for at least two minutes before he hinted that the reason I knew him was probably because he played in midfield for Liverpool and we'd never met before. I still cringe now. It makes me wonder who it was. Hmm. Where was it? In Tesco somewhere in, in England. A Liverpool midfielder. Probably Jim. Stevie Gerrard or somewhere. Jim. No, I feel like James Milner probably shops in Tesco. He, he, he strikes his that sort of chap, does he? Yeah, yeah, he does actually. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. At, at number one, this is my favorite. I was actually, uh, yeah, I was actually laughing at this the other day. At number one, on a first date with a hot girl, I was greeted ro- warmly by name at the cash point by a beggar. I told her I knew him via charity work I did with the homeless. She was impressed, and I got lucky that night. In truth, he and I regularly smoked crack and smacked together at his squat. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! That's that's like that's really low. That's low bar behavior. Like you just need to you just need to come in higher than that. That's what, it's, it's low, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> anyway, I recommend you follow at Fessel um, on Twitter. It's uh, it gives me a bit of a laugh. Anyway, there, there's a similar one I I follow. Uh, I don't have any tweets from it, but it's the Am I the asshole? Oh, right. I heard of that I one, like, yeah. I like, I like that one. Where people like uh, put forward a scenario that's happened. People will comment underneath whether that person is the asshole or the other person involved is the asshole. It's quite good. It can go either yeah. way. It's quite simple, yeah. though, because like if, if you're tweeting into something called Am I, I the, the asshole, it's, it's probably, yeah. you've probably answered your own question, really, haven't you? Yeah, but uh, like unfortunately, obviously, you're only getting one side of the story and the person tweeting is always likely to frame it as if you know they are not the one doing anything wrong uh, yeah you know now Sean I have a tweet here and I, I would like to put it to you that you owe Alex Jones an apology. Do I owe Alex that's, Jones an apology? That's, that's Alex, Alex Jones, uh, who you 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 think is, is a madman. Did uh, I not? I actually stand here corrected. I think I defended his right to speak <laughs> on an episode where he I had, think you wanted, had... I think you wanted him. I think you want, I think you wanted him out. <laughs> and I'm going to edit okay. in the point where I, I defended his right to speak. Well, I, pretty sure that you did, and I, I don't care I'm standing my ground but <laughs> Newsweek even most people will know Newsweek they're, they're, they're a huge publication they tweeted out on April 7th and, and I don't ask you why I've held on to it to now but, but I have anyway and um, they tweeted out a story from uh, Silicon Valley business uh, is now looking for blood from young people Sean and why are they looking for blood from young people to slow the aging process. <laughs> yes. So it's Silicon Valley company, uh, uh, loads made up of loads of biotech startups, is looking to hack the process of aging and in the process stave off the most devastating diseases. So lots of lots of people commented on any that article, uh, kind of saying, you know, every day more and more we find out that Alex Jones was right, <laughs> and I just kind of thought to myself. Oh no! Uh, uh, that will prove seems, that. 
the the people that standing with the RTE, remember the 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 hoodies that had down in O'Connell Street, RTE are preying on children. That that will serve down yeah, their purpose as well. That's kind of unfortunately where I you know where I where I got that from. Uh, so look, that's I just wanted to put that to you that you know he may have been right about that at least. Um, I still don't think he's he's right about the you know the false flag attacks or crisis children actors uh, getting shot in schools, but he may be he may be onto something in the cosmetic industry. Um, right, that's his area. Of... Well, I think he he had that many conspiracy theories. He's probably like bound hit on one thing at at some point. Well, it is that 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 kind of that saying you know throwing up shit something <laughs> something will stick. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's my other kind of odd tweet. I have one more, but it's 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 really it's 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 really weird. This is some some woman talking to James Cameron and how Avatar may have um, played a role in possibly bringing peace to the to the Middle East. What? And it's just it's just such utter nonsense. I think I came across this. Now that you say it, I think I've came across this on on on, on Twitter, and I, yeah. I probably just dismissed it. Yeah, so Sean is about uh, for anybody listening. This is, this is. I'm not sure of of this this lady's name, but she's interviewing James Cameron, who directed Avatar, and essentially she's putting to James Cameron that it it, it, it may have, well, it certainly didn't solve the Middle East peace crisis, but it may have played a played a role in kind of dampening tensions. Let's say, Sean. Okay. Uh, you might not. I want. I want to tell you this. I was in Israel, mm-hmm. and I was talking to some Israeli and Palestinian peacemakers. And I said, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I said, well, you know, the great mother doesn't choose sides. According to Avatar, the great mother doesn't choose sides. She's there to protect balance. Yes. She doesn't pick a winner. She protects balance. And yes. you know what the Palestinian and the Israelis in the room, you know their reaction? What did they say? They, they, they thought about it. They That's nodded, good. and I think it was because some of them had seen Avatar. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's just so, isn't it just so, like, self-serving? Like, I don't, you know, yeah. What? Where by the way, you, that, Where did she pick that up from? Like, what, from, from where could you see what's happening in Israel and Palestine at the minute? Did they watch Avatar and, and get an understanding of it? I think you could more likely compare Terminator 2 to the, the you know, the Middle East... Peace, peace crisis in, in Avatar, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I also, by the way, I probably be probably roaring at the, the screen right now, but I thought it was a terrible movie. So it was. Uh, it really was just Last of Mohicans in 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 animation, really. Yeah, I think I think it's possible that both sides agreed on that fact, and uh, just decided they would they would just nod and agree just to get out of the room. <laughs> I'd be honest. If I was talking to her in a room, I just I'd find any any excuse to get out of the room. And um, yeah. she sounds like she'd melt your head. She very well could do. But they're my um, odd kind of tweets uh, of of the week. Very good. Um, I suppose we'll we'll leave it there, will we? Well, I think we could do, and I think it's important just to say for anyone that is still listening. Uh, especially Fergal, uh, congratulations on your your wedding. I think myself and John are, are quite happy uh, to say that. Yeah, congratulations on your on your your nuptials. Uh, 
we are quite quite pleased that you, you finally did it. Um, <laughs> I wonder I wonder will he hyphenate his name? What's he think? <laughs> I well, I've always we've always said this. We see him in a couple of years' time in a, in a polo neck. <laughs> oh my god, he's this absolute polo neck material. He sent me a photo of his wedding yesterday, and the funniest thing is uh, about a half an hour after that, the uh, Virgin Media weatherman was on TV, and they're wearing the exact same suit. Uh, there's a running joke at the moment for anybody who doesn't know. I keep telling Fergal he looks like the Virgin Media weatherman, and he's not too happy, Sean. He does look like the Virgin Media weatherman, though. He sort of does, in a way. I, I, just, I'm not going to... Just I, enough. Just I, enough to annoy So, that's it. And hopefully, next week, he'll be back from his honeymoon in his back garden. Because, yeah. uh, everybody knows, he can't go anywhere. Yeah, and hopefully he'll be back in fine podcasting form after hearing our fantastic episode. It's, after hearing Cormac and Sean unhinged. I'd say he will have a few... Um, kind of points to make next week oh yeah you won't, you won't be happy with me will he <laughs> no I don't, I don't think so no he, he's going to have a few scores to settle I would imagine oh very good um, yeah. right we'll leave it we'll leave it there so uh, you've been listening to Tweets Ahead usually Fergal starts calling out all these um, he calls out all these places where you can listen to us but then I think if, if you're already listening to us he's obviously already found us so do you know I've talked. I've talked that before, Sean, and I've also talked that he makes a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> snap, Snapbox. You can listen to us on Snapbox snap, and Cast snap, Tune snap. and Slippy Snap. Um, but anyway, we've been tweets Pod ahead. Podbasher. Podbasher. <laughs> we've been tweets ahead. Uh, do look at our website tweetsahead.com for you know show notes and extra info, and um, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.